John, 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 John. How do we find ourselves? I'm centered. I'm centered in the frame. I'm centered um, spiritually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, man, we got a lot to talk about. You what? Boy, howdy. Yeah. How long has it been since the listeners have encountered us? So what had happened was like uh, like a month ago, we recorded our last episode. And then we made an episode that where like there were technical problems. And also I didn't think it was very interesting. So like one of us needed to go back and edit it to make it work. And I was like, well, I didn't even really like it. So I'm not going to spend the time to do that. Uh, and then... You went off to Laracon, and then the next week I was traveling to you in Asheville, and we didn't have two mics. Um, so here we are. Right. So, yeah, there was a moment during our scheduled recording time where we were sitting around with one microphone like, eh. Yeah. So, yeah. A bunch of non-recording happening over here. Yeah, so we got, a, we got, some, stuff to, we got some stuff to update on. Uh, yeah, we got a quick catch-up. You, got, you, got, you just got back from—well, I shouldn't say just got back. You got back uh, over a week ago from— from Laracon. I think over two weeks ago. But yeah. Mm, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I take it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Whatever. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, you spoke at yeah. Laracon AU. EU. Sorry. You also well, spoke but... at Laracon AU, but this time mm-hmm. you spoke at Laracon EU. You uh, spent some time with the Dutch. Uh, uh-huh. You experienced winter in Amsterdam. Uh, well, you made some let enemies. Let me tell you, not great. Yeah. Terrible weather. Yeah. Uh, we probably should avoid getting into too much trouble, so I won't ask you about like how many sort of Dutch enemies you made, but uh, overall, sounded like things went great. Things went great. I I love um, I love the people. I love the venue. The venue was great because you get to um, be like outside of the talks and still talking to people and not like encroaching on the ceremonies mm-hmm. you know whereas like last u.s venue it felt very much like we were like if you weren't in the talk you were in the way yeah um so this was nice you got to just like hang out talk to a bunch of people talk to sebastian to dana a lot about verb stuff talk to taylor some talk to ruslan who's like the laravel switzerland meetup guy um, who is just a ball of energy. Got to and this is kind of the Dave. new thing, right, is that w- as you, you go to these events, you kind of suss out the event sourcing sickos, and yeah. uh, and then they find That's you, uh-huh. and you guys are all sickos together. Yeah, I just sort of do a bat signal of event sourcing sicko dumb. And, then and you have it just like, yeah, it's how you build a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Shared degeneracy. Um, and p- some people really got into it, right? There's uh, several people hit you up uh, to you know start implementing verbs in their code bases yes and And then um yeah and then someone actually someone else from australia just hit me up today saying we have a use case can we talk about it i was like yes it's great one of the other speakers awesome um so that's cool um but yeah things are good um in my europe talk i teased my india talk yeah and my India talk, so my Europe talk was just like a, uh, here's a story of a hard engineering problem that we solved. And it was my first time using event sourcing. And this is the thing that led to me being fully 
self-actualized about event sourcing. Yeah. And then, uh, which like, and it was something that Chris and I did together. So it kind of like led to the creation of verbs, I would say. Um, So anyway, I told that story um, just as like a, hey, you want to hear a weird use case for event sourcing? Um, And then I teased that in India, we've got, my talk is basically verbs 1.0, verbs docs rewrite, verbs history plugin, verbs commands, verbs livewire. So all that fun stuff needs to get done, or at least done enough to be part of a talk. Yeah, uh, I love it. It's like a self-imposed deadline, but then you said it publicly, and so now it's real. real. Now I absolutely have to do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's great. And verbs commands is part of our OKRs, so it's great. Yeah. Well, it's also Um, part of some sprints. Yeah, we have to do it. (laughs) We have to do it. It just has to get done. And it's mostly done. Yeah. And Um, we're now also doing verb stuff for almost every client, which is really cool. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Um, We also got... clients, one thing the the listener doesn't know is that we, like, we had one of our perennial, like, sprinting towards a cliff, needing to build a bridge in front of us. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) And we um, did it. We, we built a bridge in front of us. We yeah, it was a there was a moment in time where this is basically like what all the hemming and hawing of our last lost episode was. Uh, but like we had they had like six opportunities, and none of them were like you know none of them had a contract. They all seemed real, but none of them had a contract. And then we like kept on getting closer to March, and we're like it seems like March is going to be busy, but none of this is actually contracted yet, contracted right. yet. Uh, and um, now things are becoming real and we have enough work to uh, keep Josh and Jacob, uh, f- basically have both of them go up to like full, full time uh, and mm-hmm. then have you and me both also at full, full time. Um, mm-hmm. So we may end up needing to like go get some extra help if some if something else comes in. Um, but it's pretty cool. Things are going yeah. great. And, uh, I think it's like, I don't know. I, it's funny. I always like, I think our OKRs are actually way better than they used to be. They're a lot smarter uh-huh. now. Cause like the stuff that we're doing right now is going to like, we have done a bunch of sales calls and we're gonna like be profitable and do great with money. Um, the, one of the things that you had brought up of like this quality of life thing about, having the average number of hours per week per client go up, mm-hmm. um, that is not going to happen. That's we're, we're going to have, we're going to get like a negative number there. Um, but everything else is really positive. Yes. And I see a future where I, I do think that we're actually moving in the right direction spiritually okay. for <laughs> that real number to go up. Okay. Um, but like the things that, the things that are going to pull that number down are things that we kind of knew about before that OKR existed. Yeah. Right. So like the, the things that are really going to pull it down are not the recent innovations, right? Mm -hmm. The recent innovations are actually, I think moving us in the right direction, especially like the one that we can't necessarily talk about, but the one that I'm really excited about, like I think that could potentially be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And we can also say one thing that is funny that came up, I can talk about this one, is that uh, my old employer reached out and 
they had we had this just kind of hilariously perfect timing where they're about to go build this very complex project um and they were like a little bit understaffed on the product side and needed um basically someone to come in part-time and just help sort of shepherd this project through and it happens that it's a project that i actually initially scoped out um and so it was this kind of funny thing where uh my old boss reached out and was like can we hire thunk to just have you here part-time shepherding this project through that you already know all the details of and i was like yeah totally um yeah. so in in true form to our uh our as always way of doing things all of our former employers are addicted to us and can't yes about us. uh so now two of my 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 real two i have like two not real former employers and two real former right. employers my two real right. former employers have both hired us again and yes. Uh, your two as best. my two real former yeah. employers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. I'm like, honestly, like we should say this at every sales pitch. Is like, look, if you're wondering if we're good, like the best people we've worked with have hired Thunk because they just want to still have us around, uh, yeah. and that's we're, really we're some cool. Sweet, sweet boys. Yeah. Uh, so that's our uh, shameless self promotion. Well, I'm not going to go through all the OKRs. I just I I think they're so much better than they used to be because they just give us this kind of quick like, you're delivering product talks, which is great. Or sorry, you're delivering event sourcing talks. I'm actually, if anyone listening is in the New York City area, there's a really cool uh, PHP meetup in New York that's happening on. Uh, the leap, I think it's on the leap day, leap, whatever. Uh, it's on February 29. Um, and it's going to be really cool. And, uh, boss man, Chris is going to be one of the speakers. He's talking about Mm -hmm. something very technical and I am going to speak about product stuff. And I gave you a little demo of the talk Mm -hmm. and you had some really helpful and constructive thoughts on it. Um, I'm really happy with it. I really like it. So I'm going to get to finally do my first product talk and I want to do it again and again, because we have a goal yes. to do it three times in the first six months of the year. So I'd love mm-hmm. to like refine it. This is going to be a smaller crowd, which is great. So um, yeah, I can practice it and do it there. Also, and then, but um, also like the, the, I keep seeing hype about this thing on Twitter. Yeah. It seems like everyone's really excited about this New York gathering. There hasn't been, I mean, when I first moved here or not when I first moved here, but like when I, when we first started Thunk, I looked around for like, what's the Laravel PHP scene up here? And there's a bunch of like meetup things that used to exist. So right. Joe Tannenbaum uh, is a developer who's who's hosting. He's like helping to set this thing up, and he's getting sponsors. I think Laravel News is sponsoring it. Um, so it's like he's doing the Lord's work out here. Um, yeah. And there's finally going to be like a PHP meetup in uh, in in New York, which will be really cool. Hell yeah, the scene is um, alive. Though and you're kicking it off. That makes you the owner of New York PHP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's how that works. Um, you're you you've been working hard on verb stuff. I've been working hard on paper cuts, which has been really fun. Yes. You helped me a lot with paper cuts. I think it's coming along. Um, so, did our lost episode contain the pitch for paper cuts, or do people? No, we we did. We had a whole episode. That's how we got our first hater was by making an episode called oh, "We're Building right, a right. SaaS App." Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so 
Things are overall, I think, in a really good place. Uh, we landed some business. Like, we're busy as hell. Things are good. The other thing that we wanted to talk about, those were the kind of, like, quick updates. But, oop, pit stains. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the other thing that I think is a really great pivot, uh, which is a thing we started talking about in our last episode, is uh, we, got, we got feedback from Bossman Chris that the feedback sections uh, of our... Oh boy, my camera's dying. Sorry. Uh, the feedback section of the podcast is like not great radio, uh, which I think I have a lot of thoughts about. I think that's right. And I don't think it's because feedback is not good radio. I actually think it's because we weren't really doing feedback in a that like thoughtful and good of a way. Like I think feedback requires a lot of work like and like yes. forethought. And so what we talked about and the conclusion we came to, which I think is actually really good, uh-huh. is that what we want to do instead is what we've been doing uh for the last couple weeks which is that with jacob and josh the four of us do a big comprehensive retro right and then what we talk about in here so at at our retros always goes each person gets a chance to say what went well what can be improved and then from that if there's anything new that we say we should do differently now in the future we write that down and then the real magic of it i think is that after you do that for like this week you look back at all the like next steps we wrote down from previous weeks and we say are we actually implementing these or was this just like a fanciful idea um and so i think it's like an incredibly powerful way of doing things we've also we had a realization even just this morning that they're even more powerful if you rotate who hosts them so that like different people get to write down their own take on the notes uh it's like that's really interesting so we're not going to do retros on this podcast but i think a like recurring segment of the podcast should be what were the like next step like actionable things that we said now we want to do this differently because of what we learned last week um and so we can rifle through those anything else you want to say on this no just i love like we've sort of become like a retro driven company yeah um like everything is retros um and i kind of i fuck with the vision you know? yeah i i love them so much to the point that i started doing them with my girlfriend uh, well i this is interesting i didn't know if i was going to get into this but like there's like a sort of like a spiritual inventory tool that i've done at various times on like a nightly basis where hmm. you sort of draw up like a list of credits and debits yeah you know or it's like oh what have i done well what have i done badly and then like from that you kind of pull like well what like what are like the principles that i want to like enhance and what are the things that i want to watch out for based on that and like i never like really like characterize that as a retro yeah like it's totally a retro it's a nightly retro yeah i mean just being completely open-handed like i was talking to counselor therapist recently and and Uh she was like well like one thing that would be really smart with like that couples do sometimes is like once a week, just like quick little check-in talk about what's working and what's not working. And I was like, Oh baby, I know how to run that meeting. <laughs> I was like, that's all I ever do. <laughs> uh, so it's been great though. Like, like, so one of our action items from last week uh, was that we were going to leave me alone and live in my <laughs> yeah. fucking life. Are, yeah. We seen any progress on that. Do we want to make that green yeah. or yellow or. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like great because also like it was an opportunity to like talk about real things in our relationship. And we had some like 
we had like an intense conversation. But when we got to like, what do we want to do differently? Lindsay was like, uh, hey, I appreciate that you cook a lot. Uh, I want to be able to cook too. Like, well, will you let me cook half the time? I was like, oh, yeah, of course. It's very easy. But it was like something that was like kind of building up in her head. Um, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Great. Yeah, gimme. Knock, your, knock yourself out, you know. But it was like, if you don't make a place to say that, it doesn't come out, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so here I have a list of things that we have, like, committed to doing differently at Thunk as a result mm-hmm. of this. And you you just feel free to jump in anywhere. Uh, but we have a few weeks built up, and so uh, this will be a few things, but uh, here's here's what we've got. From the very first one that I did just with Josh, it was interesting because, like, Josh and I started talking, um, and he was like, Hey, uh, at the beginning of this project, I used to get to pair with you guys a lot more. Um, and then, you know, we kept on working and all kept on doing our tickets, but like, we were all kind of working in a vacuum where like, I would do a bunch of work overnight for you guys. Cause it's like Australia and his time. Uh, it's like, I, I would do a bunch of work, write it up in the channel and then like, maybe not even get like confirmation from you guys that you saw what I did. And then we don't pair and then we go like three days without even having a meaningful conversation. So like more communication, more pairing, stuff like that. And uh, he was kind of asking it as like, ah, and I was like, no, this is great. You know, get it out there. It's like totally a solvable problem. Let's, uh, let's figure it out. So that was like from the very first one. Um, and, um, and we also talked about like trying to get more communication from the client uh, on like what the bigger picture is. Uh, and having like more client meetings where everyone is there, not just like one of us. Uh, we were running into a problem where like one person would be in there and uh, not everyone would get the communication about like what the vision was from the client. Um, so that was like another pretty pretty simple one. Uh, I don't know. Any any thoughts from you on that one? I think we've been like, I think we've been I doing I think we were moving in the right more. direction on that. Um, yeah. I think there's there's other, because these are like sequential things, like, uh, there's other things that are coming down the line that like add to that goal, right? Because mm-hmm. like, well, I'll just like get ahead of it. But like, there's this thing. There's a bunch of context switching happening, right? And like, so one of my things was like less context switching, more like large uninterrupted blocks on specific projects, you know? Yes. And you've been sort of uh, time boxing your calendar a lot. Um, so I've kind of decided that starting in March, I'm going to be time boxing my calendar, um, but I'm going to be doing it like projects either get like whole or half days, right? So I'm basically saying there's like mornings and afternoons, right? Um, and technically they're not mornings and afternoons, but according to my schedule, they're mornings and afternoons. Yep. <laughs> they're like West Coast mornings and afternoons. <laughs> um, Is that like when somebody's West Coast sober? That's correct. Yeah, I'm California sober. <laughs> yeah, it's California morning, um, but yeah. So there's we- I, California mornings and California afternoons, and each client gets one or the other, right? And so then, like, anyway, all of that leads to me getting to have more scheduled, intentional pairing time with people. So. It's great. Yeah, that leads in perfectly to like one of the next things that we discovered, which was, I think, really good, which is that 
it is feasible to be working on like three or four different clients if you can time box. And what we're experimenting with, which is, I think is working so far, at least for me, maybe I'll mark this one as yellow because uh, you're kind of in the process of transitioning to it. But I've transitioned basically where we we box off entire days per client. And so on Mondays, I do like all my thunk internal meetings and my your store meetings and that's it tuesday i just write code for bw fusion you know uh wednesdays and thursdays and fridays i spend a lot of the day on internachi you know so uh that's the theory right now is like to uh to basically split it up by day so you don't have to context switch within a day very much um and it's about to get even easier for me because my future is going to look like 15 hours on one client and 20 hours on another client. And so like, mm-hmm. that's going to get even easier. But with the theory is that like what we, what we like, what we have for a client is not a number of hours. It's a number of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's like a good framework for thinking about this. Yeah. Like right now we have a client who's like at six hours, you know, yeah which is like a sort of a painful number of hours to have a client at. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I would much prefer that it was eight or 16 or 24. Yeah. So going forward, we're looking at like having days of client. Yeah. It's also like, yeah. Yeah. I have more thoughts on that, but I think that's good for now. Um, One of the other things we've talked a lot about, which we just were getting at is, and maybe this is just like a theme for us in general is we had a thing recently of continue to switch up who's driving when we're pairing. So we like pairing a lot. Um, one thing that I've learned for myself, which I think I've said on here before, is just like when I'm pairing with someone and I'm just watching them write code, it's I learn very little. I have a very difficult time like just like tracking and understanding and like it's it's very, very passive for me. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've talked on here before about like hygiene, good hygiene of like, when you pair like switch up who's gonna who's gonna run it and then also like uh have you know somebody who's sort of like facilitating and like looking up documents before you you know addressing problems before you encounter them all that kind of stuff but i think in general just one of the big things is like uh do whatever 30 minutes of one person driving then you know throw the baton to somebody else and mm-hmm. this is interesting because it it dovetails with that point about that we just had about like when you run the retro have have a different person run the retro every week and if you mm-hmm. have a stand up have a different person run the stand up every week um i think that that like passing the baton thing is actually very interesting and powerful well right like if our goal is to basically create like a a company full of like really flexible people who can do everything right which is like front end back end product uh spinning up a server to like you know to deploy something you know whatever whatever like all the many skill sets that are applicable in this business um like the more context switching you do and the less you have something be like oh yeah this is a daniel type task so let's have daniel do this right Right? like the better and so that means that like you need to be intentional about not just having the person 
who is best at something or for whom it's the easiest or the fastest do it, right? Because, like, you're always going to be better than me at running, a, you know, whatever, a ticket scoping meeting. That's just, like, your jam. But, like, if I run them sometimes, then, like, we're leveling up the whole team as opposed mm -hmm. to just, like, you doing the thing you're already good at, you know? Totally. And that fits in with, like, another thing that we've been talking about more generally is, like, you pointed out recently that one of our there's a bunch of stuff that you've been the bottleneck on that we've been thinking really intentionally about how do you not be the bottleneck on like one of those uh, for example was like we had a we had like a problem in a production server and realized and you were at Laricon it wasn't like a big problem it got solved before the client meeting and it was all fine but like you I I didn't have like access to that server and I didn't have like my SSH keys like available to go like get in there and figure out what was going wrong. Um, so like that was an obvious one where it's like, okay, Daniel's the bottleneck. We'll figure that out. But you pointed out recently that like, if we're presenting this whole idea of like, we are uh, an agency who can do product work for you in addition to building the product, um, I'm that scales to just me and my mm -hmm. hours, which is not good. Um, which, and so, and it's like, it's become really obvious that like, we can fill up your hours with product. Right. right. Like that's something we can do, which means like, like we want to be able to scale past that so that like yes. if more product work comes in, it's not just you, you know? Yeah. And so we had this conversation where we're like, well, would we, would we go out and hire other PMs? And both of us were immediately like, no, the whole theory of like what we've been working on is that like full stack full stack developer is someone who can also kind of do their own product work. Um, and that's a tall order. I mean, that's a really powerful person. Uh, and I would argue that like you as a freelancer, you were like already most of the way there because you were a, already an excellent uh, programmer. And then like you, you are also good at asking the right kind of product questions to get things scoped out. But uh, we could all like, basically the answer is I should invest in the skills of you, Jacob and Josh and anyone else who comes here should be able to run their own scoping meeting and be excellent at it, which means my job needs to be less about, well, what we've done really proactively here is uh, I'm doing five hours a week. So what the way your store has been working is I've been doing five hours a week Jacob's been doing 24, you've been doing about five. And um, we, we, it's been going fine. It's been going well, uh, but I've been doing PM work five hours a week and not writing code in that code base. And that's like odd because there's all this stuff that you guys have context on that I don't have context on. Um, and then I occasionally will be like, I want to like investigate this further and do deep product work here. But like how deep can you really go if you're like not in the code and you're in there five, five hours a week or sometimes like three hours a week. So yeah. the theory is whoever's writing the code on that should really be able to be their own PM. And uh, so I'm like now handing off those duties to you and Jacob to like do that on your own. So I'm still in the meetings right now but you guys are going to run like retros and uh, ticket scoping and I'm going to give feedback. And then the hope is 
within a few weeks, you guys are just doing that on your own and you come back to me with questions if you have them. Yeah, so like there's a handful of skills. So one of your major skills that like we just actually haven't done, well, I guess you've done it on InterNACHI, but like we haven't really done on um, any of the projects that we're on together are is like the sort of like user interview type question yeah. stuff, right? So that's something that's like, I have no clue what you're doing when you do that. I'm, yeah. I'm like completely in the dark about what that looks like from yeah. you, right? And we can just do that together part. at some point when it comes up. But as far as like stuff that we've done on projects together, right? Like the real skill sets are like retros, uh, scoping tickets, right? Uh, I think scoping and writing are a little bit different, right? Like I think scoping tickets is like identifying what the work is. Then writing tickets is like making it so that anybody can pick it up and do it, right? Yes. Um, then there's like, estimation if that's relevant for a given project which that's also i also think there's there's some hidden things that'll be like the hardest things to like you guys have the ability to do it but like there's parts of it that are not just like hard skills with that stuff because like scoping and saying like okay here's what the requirements are here's the definition of done that is a skill that you have to be able to do but then also the I think that like implicit in there is like the intuition of occasionally zooming out and going like, wait, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. And like and like canceling a big chunk of unnecessary work. Yeah. That part is like that's intuition that you just gain over years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have like some tools to do that, which is like why I'm always harping about like write things in terms of problem statements. What problem but, like, solving? Yeah, that's where the real juice is, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but like, as far as like, like the, I'm just thinking about like the info product that goes with paper cuts, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking about like, okay, well, like, what are the what are the lessons in it, yeah. right? And I think that like these different sort of like, um these different sort of things where it's like, okay, like here's, here's how we run a retro. Here's how we run, like, here's how we like define a chunk of work. Here's how we write it out. And then, uh, and then sort of, I think there's, there could be like multiple chapters on like, here's how you suss out whether any of this is actually real or, or whether it should get thrown away. You know? Yeah. Cause I do think that like, that's the real magic. You know, and that's the stuff. I think I am always leaning towards let's cancel this work. Um, yeah. But uh, but I think sometimes I will, my intuition is actually to do that like way earlier before, before I actually have enough knowledge to know whether that's even something that we should do. Sure. You know, but yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, it's, it's what we're doing right now also with, with Benty, my old employer, we basically, this project is like gnarly and scary. Um, uh-huh. and it's potentially huge. So like the whole yeah. vision of what they want to do, this thing that I started scoping out uh, over a year ago is like, it's ambitious and big and important. And a bunch of clients want it and a bunch of clients need it. And there's a bunch of things that they want to sell that they can't sell unless they have it. But like, it's so gnarly that it scares the heck out of every every engineer who picks it up. And everybody who sits in the meetings goes, wait a minute, this is huge. And it's like, yes, it is. And really, it's like five projects, um, maybe more. 
And so what we're trying to do right now is just ruthlessly where I've, I've been, this is what like the first eight hours of meetings that I've been in with them have been about is we sit in there and we go, how, how little of this can we do in phase one? Like, how can we get it into one client's hand while, you know, de-scoping absolutely as much of this as possible? Um, and you have to do that because it's like we need to prove out the first part of it before we can prove out the second part of it. And we need also for the sake of morale, we need to like sort of work with the engineers to show them like this thing that we're asking you to do initially is not a gigantic, scary thing that has no end. The thing we're asking you to do initially is like a two month project that has been like radically de-scoped, you know? Um, yeah. So. No, people hate a death march, man. Yeah. People really <laughs> oh, don't yeah. like a death march. It's right there in the name. <laughs> it's right there in the name. Yeah. Uh, a death march knows what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that is a, that's a skill, and that's just something that we can... But I, I really do... I love this. I love this. That's totally the name of a lesson in the info product. People hate a death march. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think though, like I think we're on to something for real. Like, no, I know. Me too. With with like this this whole idea that like every uh, the full stack developer is can is capable of being their own PM. Maybe they're even more powerful if they're paired with a really good PM. But the full stack developer can be their own PM should they need to be. And yeah. we can just have that be a standard. Is like uh, like everyone who daddy. works at everyone who works at Thunk is like full, full stack. Um, I'm and a grandpa. Like we're never, it was so interesting. Like when we had that conversation of like, should we hire, would we ever hire a, just a straight PM? And it's like, no, I don't know why we would. Uh, in the yeah. same way, I don't think we would ever be like, well, let's hire like just a JavaScript guy. Like, yeah that's not a thing we would do. We would hire no. a full stack developer who's capable of being their own PM. And I would never hire just a designer who can't write Tailwind. Hey. You know, like, yeah. if we're hiring a designer, they are a designer who can write Tailwind and Blade. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, that's what we need. And we I think it's it's okay to have, like, I don't know what you call, like, sort of, like, semi-specialists, where it's like, yeah, obviously Daniel is better at, like, a bunch of this stuff than the rest of us. And obviously I know more about product than other people. Obviously Josh knows more about live wire than anyone. Um, but like everyone needs to be able to, to, to do parts of it, you know, all the parts of it. Um, it's very interesting. Makes us also incredibly flexible as an organization, um, to be able to be like, we're taking on a new producty thing and like, I'm not really going to be involved in it. That's a big deal. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so related to that, one of the other things we wrote down was try not to work with clients where we don't control the flow of tickets and the scoping of tickets. Um, we don't have to talk specifically about why this came up, but this is a thing that we're thinking about. Cause it's like, if we're, if we believe that we're good at this, and this is one of the things that makes us like powerful as a team, we should try to do, we should try to do work with clients where we control the flow of tickets. Um, right. Because and so that like, tends to go uh, way better for us. Like an example of this is like a client who opens up with problems. 
and lets yeah. us sort of like help them to define the solutions to those problems and like mm -hmm. help them sort of plan like a story arc that gets them to where they want to be. Um, a counter example would be someone who's like, hey, here's a bunch of uh, extremely detailed scoped work that we just want you to execute, right? Yep. And like, there's like a few potential problems with that. One is that we're underutilized because like we're good at that. Uh, two is that the, the work that they scoped might be wrong, right? Like they might've made bad assumptions that like, now we just have to go back and like undo their work. So yeah, but yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a good one. Um, and it doesn't mean we say no to things where we don't, but um, it's just something like if we're we think it's what we're good at. Relationship, yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that was just like a more of like a kind of a blocking and tackling logistical thing was uh, to like, we had a situation where uh, a like a client was like accidentally doing something where they were like wrecking our, our uh, staging environment repeatedly. Um, and we need, right. <laughs> we needed to like basically like deliver them an SOP about like how to not wreck the staging environment. And like uh, that was a, that was a thing we, had, we did. We had like an integration with like sort of like a, a what do they call it? like an ERP system, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we have like API access and everything syncs to that thing. And they would just regularly wipe out their sandbox environment, which wiped out our API keys, which like blew up the whole staging environment. It was bad news bears. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was bad. So it was like a situation where it was like, it's fully out of our control. So, and we determined that they are an organization who is very receptive to an SOP. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're like... <laughs> Let's give them let's give them the SOP that they lack. <laughs> let's give them the SOP that their actions demonstrate their own yearning for. Uh, um Oh <laughs> I forgot you have a soundboard now. <laughs> uh, With great power. Yeah. Remember on Do My Friday they so always talk about on Sopranos. <laughs> something happens, I go, Oh, <laughs> I've been doing that a lot. Um, uh, the last one, which is just, is not really that. Uh, oh, no, we can't see. Oh, no, I think my phone died. Um, You're fine. I can hear you. Okay. Good. Well, uh, it's just frozen on me laughing. So that'll be nice. Yeah. You look like you're having a great time. Keep this tab. Your recording is uploaded. Am I still recording? I still hear you. Well, good thing we have a backup recording running in case this is failing. Okay. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, how okay. Are, how it's is just, your phone it, battery so low? It's been a thing where I have not been charging it. I don't. It's a very out of character for me. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's 12.45 p.m. Like, how's your phone? Look. <laughs> look. Okay. So the last one we had here, which is just exciting, is that uh, Josh and Jacob are both going to be full-time. And one of the things Ooh. that we realized for them was that Josh, Josh does like a lot of lonesome hours on one client mm -hmm. and Jacob does a lot of lonesome hours on another client. And so if both of them are going to increase, what we'd like to do is 
basically have them split those hours so that they're both working on both clients. Um, and so then we basically, both of them have like very little context switching to do, but also Jacob stays up really late and they have ample opportunity to pair with each other, which Jacob is, can, has like a lot to benefit from pairing with Josh. Josh just wants to be pairing more. And so it's kind of a, a win-win-win for... And I think Josh really likes teaching also. Which yes, he does. Is and he's, he's good at it. He's taught me a lot and when we pair. Um, and then so, also, the, the client that Jacob's been working on is like having a ton of Livewire stuff right now. And so like yep. getting Josh into that code base will be really good. Um, so I yeah, agree. that's a really great one. So like both of them will just be like fully booked working on like the lion's share of two big clients. And then I am going to be split between two product situations and you are going to be basically like one day a week on four different clients. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then then on my nights and weekends, I build paper cuts and on your nights and weekends, (laughs) you build verbs commands. Yep. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I feel good about it. I feel great about it too. There's one major development we're not allowed to talk about. Um, yep. and, uh, oh, and we have a meeting right after this with your store. We probably should, uh, pitch them on the idea of Josh coming on and stuff. Cause I think we know about it, but they don't know about it. Yeah. We so, need to pitch them on it. Uh, they... I, mean, I don't think there's much of a pitch. I think we just say like hey, uh, there's so much live wire stuff right now. We've got Josh. Let's bring Josh in on this. Josh is going to pair with Jacob a lot. It's going to be great. Daniel's going to be on this one day a week. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, Cool. And I think that they're going to be psyched about it because it's like they're going to get... More senior time. They're going to get like a... Yeah, exactly. The net number of senior hours that they're going to get is going to go up. And Josh does really good work. Um, And I think that that's... That's terrific. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's about it. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about on this lovely episode? No. Uh, I think it's great. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, it was nice to have you here. We, I guess we didn't really talk about the fact that you were Oh, yeah. Here. I went to Asheville for three days. Yeah. It was, ni- it was nice to have you here. And, like, uh, it was great uh, chilling. Um we i felt like productive um it was fun like there was points where like both you and i were just on calls in separate rooms but then we would like link yeah. back up yeah but yeah we did I less like... work together than i expected but we got good time together um, yeah well, like we just did like meals and stuff where we would like talk about stuff but yeah we were both just like so busy <laughs> yeah and then we we did like one night where we stayed up late working on paper cuts but Which was in fun. my head i was like I was like, what if we uh, what if we just built all of paper cuts in three days? And it was like, that is not feasible because we're doing too much client work. <laughs> yeah, because we've got a whole business to run here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got to pay the but bills, cool. you know? Got to um, pay the bills. I asked you what your retirement number was and was uh, in shock and awe about it. You thought it was too high. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's, it's, it's your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's no one's money right now, but <laughs> true. <laughs> right now, it's just a number. 
Um, but yeah, you said a number and then I said a higher number that I felt embarrassed by how high my number was. So I brought it back down. You said a number that was four times higher than what my number is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess I'm going to have to buy you out after you hit your number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how I hit my number. And then you go back down to zero. <laughs> That's how I, but then I have to, I have to increase really quickly because I own yeah. the whole business now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Good shit. I love this. All right. Great podcast. Let me click the, the button for the music, huh? All right. And then we'll find out uh, whether or not this worked. Yeah. <laughs>